Hi, Fortifiers. Thank you so much for listening to I Feel You, a Fortify Wellness production. We are into season four, where we sit down with trailblazing women in their industry to chat about overcoming adversity, moments of fortitude, and of course, anxiety. I'm your host, Bettina Mahoney, the founder and CEO of Fortify Wellness. And today we have on our podcast, Sophie DeHaan, the founder and CEO of SCH Paints, which she launched at the University of Arizona in 2021, where she is now a junior. By selling her signature phone cases, paints, and prints, she has now turned her business into a viral brand and has amassed just over 200K followers over all social media platforms. Sophie is passionate about all things wellness and maintaining a healthy balance between her work, school, and social life. She hopes that SCH Paints grows into a powerful and influential lifestyle brand. She was born and raised in New York City and spent her childhood riding horses, traveling, and creating art. So welcome, Sophie. Thank Thank you so much for having me. Yes. So I always love asking this question. And typically when we bring on um, executives, they have this like long list of like resume of, of titles and different things that they've done. And so in this case, what's really cool is you're so much younger, right? And yes. and you still have titles. It could be sister, it could be daughter, it could be CEO, founder, college student. But when you take all of those titles away, who are you? I think um, that's a hard question because that's how everyone defines themselves is all their titles. Um, but I would say that I am a very independent person and I think that I'm defined by a lot of my values. And I think that, um, you know, obviously being on social media and I think a lot of my job is art and kind of fashion and materialistic things, but I think at the core, I really value kind of the simpler things in life. Like I love nature. I love horses and, you know, when I like look at myself in 50 years, like I want to be on a ranch in the middle of nowhere. And yeah, I feel like I'm just a very, you know, independent and free spirited person. Hmm. I love that. I also love nature, although it's hard to find in New York City. <laughs> like I go to Bryan Park when I want my nature. or <laughs> park. Um, But I'm very open about my journey starting Fortify Wellness. I was raped and it changed my life. And I was in college, so I was around 19. And it shaped, you know, how I viewed myself and the world around me. And so sort of going through that healing journey, I came up with the idea of my digital wellness platform for crisis prevention. So our our platform is a 360 approach offering therapy, coaching, fitness, and meditation on one subscription platform because we care about empowering the mind and body when we're talking about mood and stress and sleep tools. So I'm curious that you didn't mention your passion for wellness. Um, I'm curious, was there any adversity in your life that played a pivotal role in jumpstarting your business? You know, I'm so sorry to hear about that. That's so awful. Um, And, you know, I think that that's something that I grew up knowing was always a very possible thing for women. I feel like we grow up knowing that, you know, we kind of have to face these like really tough things in life. And I feel like, you know, I have not faced any adversity comparable to that. But I think the notion of growing up as like a young woman in today's society and knowing kind of the almost target we have on our backs in a way and kind of the disadvantages that we have to face naturally growing up. I think 
being raised with that notion a lot with my mom being and my grandmother's being super into woman empowerment. I feel like just growing up with that notion kind of ingrained in me has driven me to be successful and kind of make my name for myself. And I feel like that has definitely been like a motivating factor. I think, you know, when we, when we talk about adversity, it it doesn't have to be anything um, heinous, like a sexual assault. So I guess, have you ever gone through, was there a moment in time, whether it was like you were going through a breakup or you were struggling with stress and you're like, I just want to create something. And then the creation turned into a business. Was there anything that sort of like pivoted you into that direction? You know, I would say the way that my business came about was quite random. I didn't really um, go into it thinking that it was going to be this thing. I just made art to kind of, you know, cope with COVID in a way. Like we were all stuck, especially if you were in New York City during the time, you know that you were stuck in your house for probably like one or two months straight. And, you know, the quarantine and stuff like that even lasted longer. So I feel like I really turned to art during that time as kind of, you know, a therapeutic way to like pass time. And that, you know, kind of being like my escape in a sense. And then when, you know, my business kind of blossomed in a way, those two together really just made me want to actually turn it into something substantial, because it was something that I just enjoyed for the fun of it. But I also realized that, you know, it could be something. I understand the notion of art feeling personal. Um, because I am a trained dancer and I was recruited to college to dance and I ended up double majoring in dance and psychology and being really fascinated with why people think the choices that they make and so that's what kind of got me through a lot of experiences growing up is dancing and moving my body so I can definitely relate to turning to art whether it's fine arts or the performing arts to sort of like sort of break down whatever is going on around you. I think it's it can be very helpful and therapeutic. Um, was there ever a moment during, maybe it was during COVID or throughout your early childhood or now currently where you really needed art to kind of get you through a really challenging time? And, and what did you go through? And what were the ways that you got some assistance during that time? I think kind of, well, for, I... I go to University of Arizona and I love it here, but I think freshman year is a, a at any college is a huge transformative time of your life. And I really started making art again when I when I went into my second semester of freshman year. And it was out of to- a time where my freshman my first semester of freshman year was kind of just crazy. Like this school is very go, go, go. I was really, I'm an only child and suddenly I'm living with so many of my close friends. So that was kind of an adjustment that I had to make. And I realized that looking back during that time when I started creating art here again, that was definitely kind of a therapeutic way for me to just take a step back and just do something for myself and kind of not be swept up in the kind of like constant motion of the school. I'm also an only child and I, I also um, find it hard to share. <laughs> Is that like an only child thing? Um, I'm not sure. But, um, you know, it's interesting because typically we have on executives and I was really connected to the fact that you started your business so young, like in college. That's what I did. Um, 
and it feels like a million years ago um, being in college, but I remember that time. And it's interesting talking to executives because whether they're, you know, we have someone coming on the season that is at Netflix. We've had HBO, Connie Nast. Whenever they're on, the common theme is this sense of imposter syndrome. Um, whether, you know, it doesn't matter what their role is, how much money they have, they feel like they're not, there's moments of time where they feel like they're not adequate enough, that need that, that they need to do better, that they're not good enough. And I was curious, have you ever had a time throughout your life where you felt like you're inadequate, that you've had some sort of like sensations of like imposter syndrome? Um, yeah, totally. I think that in today's day and age, that's very common, especially for people that run e-commerce brands, because, you know, I kind of get those feelings sometimes. And obviously they've gotten a lot better as like I've worked on them, but definitely at the beginning when my business started growing like rapidly and just like by large amounts, I definitely felt a sense of like wait this is not real like I'm not like as like successful as like I see on my phone because like you can see like the numbers and you can see the orders and you can see like your business growing but until you see like tangible things which is really hard to especially when you have an e-commerce brand I've definitely gone through times where I'm like well like this is like not actually happening like I'm not actually like you know as like successful or whatever as like my the stuff on my phone like kind of says in a way so yeah and I've talked to other people my age that have started brands and you know they kind of say the same thing about just everything being like digital is really hard to kind of like feel an actual sense of accomplishment sometimes and also just the age thing as you mentioned like I am so much younger that kind of looking around and like seeing other people that like have these like other brands that are like much older and much and have these longer resumes like you mentioned previously I feel like that has also been another thing where I'm like it's kind of just a sense of imposter syndrome in a way and when you talk about tangible um tracking of success what do you mean by that are you talking like financial are you talking traction on the website can you kind of break that down a little bit more I think I was thinking about it in a sense of like I can see, like I mentioned, like how many orders come in, but I don't, because it's all like online, like I don't see the people that are actually buying my products versus like if I was in store and I could like meet people or talk to people, it's just all digital. So when I meet people, like even on my campus or when I'm traveling that have my cases, that's kind of like a signifier for me of like, oh wait, like there's actual real people out there that are enjoying my stuff and supporting me. So I would say that's what I would consider that. And do you have moments for your digital platforms where you can interact with your your clients? And what does that feel like to you? Yeah, I do. I have created this kind of thing on my um, art account where so many people, like, they're not paid to. They just genuinely enjoy posting about my stuff. So I'm always reposting their stuff and sharing and girls will just randomly send me like these full on photo shoots that they do for me. And it's so just like heartwarming because it's like they're taking the time out of their day to like shoot content for me for free for me to just post. So I love interacting with people like that. And there's also so many girls that have been supporting me and like ask me about Arizona and like ask me for life advice. So I definitely love interacting with people but it's ju just like such a cool feeling meeting them in person and like seeing them actually in real life 
Yeah. I mean, your work is really good. I went onto your website and I saw your phone cases and I saw your canvases and they're really unique. And I'm curious, like, how did you develop your aesthetic in creating those, those art pieces? Um, I think that growing up in New York city, like you live in New York city, like it's, everyone's wearing crazy stuff all the time. Like I feel like style is a huge thing there and I feel like growing up there all my life I developed my very like own strong sense of personal style and so I definitely take inspiration from just like the city I feel like a lot of my art is very like edgy and I feel like that's definitely drawn from just growing up in New York but I also think that I've always been fascinated with like movies and magazines and I definitely take a lot of inspiration from like vintage like fashion magazines or vintage movie posters. So that's definitely where I've drawn a lot of my aesthetic from. And when you were preparing to launch your business, I know it, it happened around COVID time and you had this incredible traction. Were you surprised by that? Did you have sort of a methodology to sort of go viral or did it just kind of happen by accident? And then how did it make you feel when you're getting this like incredible feedback? Well, the way that my business started was, um, it was very like out of the blue. I just ran it. I wasn't intending on turning it into this like viral brand. I just genuinely love sharing my art. So watching it get a lot of traction. And as I like turn, as I like made a website or as I started posting more ad style content, watching that was just very cool to me because I've always been confident in my art. Like I genuinely am proud of it, but watching other people kind of receive it the same way was really cool and surreal and just the amount of people it was definitely something that you know kind of shocked me in a way because I never had had experienced such like so many like interaction from so many people so yeah it was really like surreal in a way I know your mom because I'm on her platform, The Fourth Effect. And I'm curious, I know she's a very creative person. Do you think that you got your creative talents from your mother? Who do you take inspiration from? She <laughs> she would love that I say yes. I do think she's very creative, but I also think that I take a lot more of my like business side from her. Like I mentioned before, like she was a stay-at-home mom and then started this amazing company. And I feel like I definitely take a lot more of my business and kind of work ethic from her. And then my dad also makes music and he's just always been super creative as well. So I think, you know, kind of the mix of them too. Like I've just grown up in a really creative and kind of hardworking environment. So yeah, but I, I'm going to say that I took all my creatives from my mom because she would love that. Okay. And, and so obviously we kind of pull from different life experiences. I'm curious, like even deeper, do you think like through growing through COVID, we all sort of struggle through COVID. Do you think there's any sort of influence from that time period that has kind of shaped you into the artist and business person you are today? Yeah, I think that going through COVID and just spending a lot of time alone, like you mentioned, you're an only child as well. I think just growing up and kind of being your own best friend in a sense makes you really independent and makes you really like driven to actually, you know, make something for yourself in a way. And I think during COVID and just, you know, kind of being in my house all day and being on my phone a lot because, you know, what else are you going to do? I feel like just seeing the amount of possibilities that you can create for yourself, like especially in today's day and age, like with technology and everything, 
that mixed with just like being alone and working and like learning how to like be creative and finding new like ways to express myself I feel like those have definitely shaped me and without them I don't know if like I would have a brand today Mm, I love that. I love um, the work ethic part because I definitely identify with that. I think it's just a very different thing growing up being an only child because you are kind of hanging out with yourself most of the time. I also think it makes you a little bit more mature because you are around adults a lot more. So you're having different types of conversations. But I did not know that, that you were an only child. I did know about your age and I love seeing Gen Z businesses. Um, And I think also, because of age and being female, I feel like I am over the course of my time with a startup, not being taken seriously. Um, and I'm curious, was there a time you're still building up the business? It's still a startup, but I'm curious, what do you say when there's naysayers or people that doubt you? I'm sure that there's times when you get negative energy. I'm curious, how does that manifest for you and how do you deal with it? I think that that whole like aspect of kind of like the doubt comes from a lot of adults and especially when I talk to like friends parents or just like adults in general and I kind of explain like what I do I feel like that's when I get the most kind of like doubtful energy and because I feel like they just don't really get it until they see like proof of what I'm doing and I was recently at like a panel discussion with my mom and there was kind of like a networking part after and I was talking to these two older men and explaining what I do and I was like yeah I have an art brand and I run it through like my social media and stuff and it wasn't really resonating with them and they didn't really like understand what I was doing and I kind of needed to like show them like my account for them to grasp kind of an idea of like how you know in a way like successful I could be or like how like real my job is because I feel like adults especially because they just didn't grow up with you know social media being such a big part of their life and like online brands like having like substantial success they don't really register it until you show them like actual proof of what you're doing yes and I think grow growing up in an artist I feel like a lot of people especially like VCs they don't necessarily take the entertainment industry performing arts fine arts very seriously which is interesting on the theme of COVID since we've been talking about COVID when the world shut down where do we all turn to we turn to art we turned to streaming platforms, we turned to the fine arts, and it became such um, an important part of our life because it was the only way that we could express ourselves or sort of escape from life. And at the time, we didn't know what was going to happen. It was like the first time we were experiencing a shutdown like that. And we were all sort of struggling emotionally. And because we are wellness and we talk about mental health, I'm curious, like, what did you experience during the time of COVID when you were shut down? I know you were turning to art to sort of express yourself. What are the things that you were going through during COVID? I think, well, you know, I, COVID happened my, the end of my junior year of high school. And then I didn't go back to school my senior year, really. I, you know, eventually got to see my friends, but I feel like that going through that kind of isolating period through the end of high school, which is a very, just like you're growing up. I feel like from the ages of like high school, even to like now, like I'm still growing a lot. So I think during that time, I felt kind of, I don't know the word, kind of like apprehensive of like, just like life in general. I didn't really like 
you know, I didn't know what to look forward to. I didn't know if like I was going to be going into college. Like I didn't really know what was going to happen. And so it was kind of like, you know, a scary thing to go through. And it was really isolating as I'm sure it was for everyone, but definitely being in high school during that time, I feel like I missed out on a lot of things. And it was just kind of like, you know, something frustrating to deal with, which is why I turned to art and why I kind of, you know, had to explore other ways to just like pass the time or like distract myself from like what was going on. Hmm. I like, I really like that. I like that, um, that you could turn to art during that time and that you were self-aware enough that you really needed a medium. Have you ever experienced like different types of mediums that really helped you through your day when you're, when you're, when you're dealing with stress or maybe you're really tired from lack of sleep? What are ways that you kind of like, do you have any routines or rituals that kind of help you get through the day? Yeah, I think I love, um, journaling I love journaling I think it's so important I do it every morning and night so that's definitely something that I turn to that helps me a lot I feel like even if you have literally nothing to say just writing a couple things down or just literally writing about whatever can help so much because it just gets you away from the phone like all my jobs all my like work is through my phone so being on it like a large part of the day is really draining so journaling is definitely something I turn to And also just like getting outside and I love yoga, just going to yoga or doing any sort of exercise really gets me, you know, out of my head and kind of just makes me feel like I'm doing something more substantial during the day. And that's definitely something that I turn to. Yes. And um, I also love moving and yoga and Pilates and going to berries and getting my hour a day of fitness because it really does help sort of like not really distract you, but kind of help you tune all your energy into something that feels really great afterwards. So Fortify is hosting weekly starting Tuesday, February 6th at 6.30 in Midtown Pilates movement mindfulness classes. So I'm really excited to bring people in and to try out the class and learn about our app that we're launching publicly this month. I'm really excited about that because I being a dancer, I connect movement to feeling free, to feeling empowered in the same sense that I do with fitness. Um, and it makes me feel strong and it makes, it kind of helps sort of like distance myself from whatever it is and make sense of it. Oftentimes after I go for a workout, I come back and I feel like re-energized and renewed with new perspective. So what's yeah. interesting, about chatting with so many different types of people that walk from different comes from different walks of life is you learn so much from people's life experiences and someone um, that we spoke with it was last week actually on the podcast she's a former finance exec on wall street and it was so interesting to me because obviously i have knock on wood i have all this (laughs) all these chapters left of my life and to hear from someone like her that was like, I did everything I set out to do. I I wanted to cry because I, I just couldn't imagine what that feels like to just go, I could die tomorrow and know that I did everything I set out to do. Like there, uh, the music will not die inside me. And I've heard that before, but hearing her say that, it was just beautiful. I, I don't even know what that feels like. I hope to one day. Um, but I'm curious because you're also you have your whole life ahead of you. And I'm curious what your feelings are on regret and what you're most excited about in the years to come 
for personally and like in your business? Yeah, I totally agree with you. I don't want to feel like that yet. I hope I have a lot left to do. Um, and I think for the first part of the question, my take on regret is that it's useless. I think that regretting anything is useless. I'm a very spiritual person and I really do believe that everything happens for a reason. So I don't really like living in the past a lot and I don't really regret a lot of the decisions that I've made and I don't really focus on it. But I would definitely say that I'm a very future oriented person. I love planning. I love thinking about the future. I'm always talking about it. So I'm just like really excited and I really like the pace that I'm going at. I'm really excited to see my brand grow even more and kind of like what I learn along the way. And I'm also just excited for personal growth. I think that it's like a beauty, like aging and growing. And I look back like two years ago when I first came to college and I was like, oh my God, I thought I was so smart. I thought I knew everything, whatever. And now here, and I feel so much older. So I'm just excited to like keep growing, like as a like personally and business wise, I think I just like, I'm very an optimistic person and I'm very just excited for the future. Mm. And I'm curious, like you seem to be very sure of yourself and confident in yourself. So I'm curious, like where did you have an experience in your life that kind of made you that way? Or is it sort of innate organically? You just feel like, like you came onto the earth this way. Can you share more? I honestly think it's kind of just my personality but you know we've talked about only being an only child a lot I feel like that just you have to be confident in yourself you don't have people kind of your age to lean on and I think you know growing up in New York City you also are just very innately independent from a young age because it's just such a busy like fast-moving city it's not like you're being like driven to soccer practice like every day it's like you're on your own and like in this huge city so I feel like that was definitely a part of it and also just going into like, you know, high school in New York City is like, it's not like you go to the high school in your town. It's like you have to interview and go through all these processes to get into a high school and same with middle school. And I feel just like going through the motions of growing up there and having to do all the th these things like purely on my own has given me a lot of self-confidence because I've kind of just like had to make my life for myself. Like, you know, obviously with the support of my parents, but I've definitely felt like being an only child and growing up in New York City has definitely made me really, really independent, which therefore makes me like confident in a way. Yeah, I, I I tend to agree with that. I think also just life experiences. I've had sort of um I I I feel that way too. Like a lot of times in business, I've been told like I'm too intense just because I'm sure of myself and I'm confident. And I think that what dance taught me, and I think the theme here is like art, we turn to art is like dance kind of teaches you to take up space, to be yourself, to, to work as a team. And I think the fine arts is a little bit different because oftentimes you're working solely by yourself, but I think it also teaches you it's okay to be yourself. It's okay to come as you are and express yourself. And I think that's really important never to lose that because I think as life goes on, um, I always say like 25, you're not there yet, like 25, 26, it's like your brain changes. <laughs> you're like, I don't care what anyone thinks about me. I'm just going to live my life. And you're like 25, 26, you're like, wow, mom was right about a few things. Like that's what I went through. And then in my <laughs> early 20s, I was just like, I know everything. There's nothing left to learn. And wow, have I been humbled in my life. Um, <laughs> 
like completely. It's the best, you know? And I think also having different experiences that I had in college ruins my college experience <laughs> a little bit. So being able to have these types of conversations with people now, growing my business now, has been able for me to sort of express myself and help other people um, find their purpose and have a safe place to kind of be themselves, I think is really, really important. Totally. So usually the, the last question that we usually always ask people is about legacy. But for you, I felt like it wouldn't work because you have so much, you have more pages to write. You're not <laughs> there yet. Um, what? Me too. So I'm curious, I'd like to turn back to not only your business, but your personal life. Um, and I'll start with the business. What is, in one word, a way that you want your buyers to feel when they buy your art? I would say confident, for sure. I feel like that is something that's very, you know, I feel like that's something that should be sold with, like, fashion. I think phone cases are fashion, in a sense. And I also feel like just art. I feel like you want to buy art that makes you feel cool and edgy and, most of all, like, confident and you know, I feel like that's something that I personally really value and that I really want to channel through my brand. So that's definitely, if I had to say one word, that's definitely what I would choose that I want people to feel. Mm. And I always kind of talk about this, but this was, I think it was 2019 and I had an executive coach and we were sitting in his office. It was on Madison Avenue and we were trying to kind of, I was in a little bit of a rut. I was kind of like, getting myself out of a rut. I had just had a, a convention at, that I hosted and produced. And I thought like that was going to be the event that was going to make me really happy. And of course, like to no one's surprise, like nothing like externally can't really make you happy. It doesn't matter how many people come or how much money you make. It's not going to make you happy. It comes intrinsically. And so we were doing an exercise and he was asking me, you know, how do you want people to feel about you when when you know you leave their presence and I did, really didn't know how to describe that I didn't really know how to describe myself which is why I always ask the titles question like who are you when you take those titles away meaning whether you have those titles or not you're still valuable like you still matter and I didn't know how to answer that and I was kind of like dazed <laughs> when that question was asked and he just said something like I want to make people feel happy when they're around me and when they leave my presence. And that made me think really hard. And it's sort of like the driving factor of how I run my business. When I have board meetings, we start with the meditation. I want them to go into the meetings feeling grounded, feeling present, feeling empowered to like speak their minds and help it scale. The same thing when I'm onboarding new professionals onto my app. The same thing when I'm dealing with partnerships. The same thing when I'm working with family or friends. And it's something that I'm very mindful about. Like, how do I want people to feel when they're around me? I don't want them to feel shitty. <laughs> I want them to feel empowered to use their voice, empowered to get help, empowered to just be themselves. So I'm curious for you, on a personal level, how do you want other people to feel when, when you're around them and when you leave their presence? How do you want to leave your mark on them? I think I might be like you when you first were asked that question. Um, but, you know, you mentioned like a sense of like empowerment. I feel like 
it's really important to just make people feel like themselves as much as possible when you're talking to them. And so, yeah, that's what I would say. I feel like I just want people to feel like very, you know, unique and like special and like themselves and that they can be their complete self around me. I think that's definitely something that I value a lot and would want. And to close, what is your advice for that college student or that Gen Z young person that wants to start a business? What's like the first step to just start? I think that's it. I feel like just start. I think, you know, I was on another podcast the other week talking about this and I was really reflecting and it really is just so easy now, like with social media and it's free. And I feel like just put yourself out there and kind of almost have tunnel vision on your idea because like external validation and like opinions, whatever, they aren't going to do anything good for you. Even if they are compliments, you really just have to zone in on yourself and just try and just go for it. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of hesitant because let's say you're in college or you're a young woman. I feel like we, that's just kind of like a daunting thing to kind of, you know, start a business, but I would say just go for it. And if it doesn't work, try something else. Like, like we've talked about, there's so much time ahead of you. Like this doesn't need to be like your one thing that's like make or break. So I would say just go for it and try. And you know, there's so many tools online that are accessible to you. So you have all the tools out there and most of them are free. So just go for it. Well, thank you, Sophie, for coming onto the podcast today. Thank you so much. This is great.